following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to Crafting and Drafting. I am your host with my awesome co-host, single co-host for the moment, uh, Brian Finch and Matt Johnson. Matt, hello, hello. You are uh, you're like right here. I'm I'm physically touching Matt for this episode because (laughs) we are actually in this. Well, yeah, uh, this is the first time I've ever been in here. This is a really cool setup, dude. Thanks. Nice man. job. Nice job. Yeah. We are in the Finch household, the podcast precinct south, as I've been dubbing it, <laughs> doing our thing here. Um, some stuff stuff going on at the studio, computers being worked on, important things. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool because um Matt and I have been zooming. Uh, along with Ryan uh, on previous episodes. Um, and I, I miss being in person. I wish our guest was in person. We'll work on that as we go forward. Maybe maybe there'll be less busy times um, and better timing for things. But better time to welcome in a fantastic returning guest. One, unfortunately, that I feel like I haven't had on soon enough. And I, I personally feel like I, I've let down our listeners. I know I've let down ourselves because he's a good friend he's a good fantastic friend and Uh and and better than all that in some ways i guess he is my go-to source for everything that is movies it's rob sweet what up rob (laughs) hey thanks for having me back as it has been a while hasn't it since we did this uh go around for the the heroes the I've been what two years for you guys since he's last been on 2020. I, I was saying uh, before we recorded, yeah, it was 2020. It was October of 2020. We yeah. drank. Uh, do you remember what beer we drank that night? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was fruity. It was Southern Tier Harvest IPA. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. It's a no, go to right. fall IPA for me. I ended up getting pulled over, uh, leaving the studio that, um, yeah, and speeding ticket that night. Yeah. Ooh. Like be- still beautifully warm for as late as it was in the air. Right. And, uh, I had my windows cranked down and, uh, in my Honda Civic, it, 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 uh, Nicole, my fiance likes to call it the vroom vroom car. <laughs> it, it picks up real fast. And, uh, yeah, next thing I know, the cop is pulling me over. Oh, yeah, I had to pay. That night cost me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I hope, see I a hope little it... information. I never complained about it, though, did I? You could, <laughs> we you didn't even know. We tonight. didn't even know. We didn't even know. <laughs> was it in NT? It was, was it... like in between uh, Buffalo and Rochester. It was okay. Like there, it was like, uh, thank God, during COVID, where you they're like, we don't expect you to come in. Just. Send your ticket in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the cop, why were why were you going so fast? I just looked up and was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't know. Because <laughs> I wanted to. Because I just got finished drafting a bunch of action hero movies and I I feel like I'm in one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I felt like I was Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic but not that you got us being taken but just the overall excitement i think that we uh helped bring put you in a good mood i do remember that night being kind of a warm pleasant summer uh fall evening yeah it was summery for sure i remember well uh this is spring and this is the weekend before easter and uh 
I don't think that has any way of segueing whatsoever, but uh, no, you got to work on that. I just wanted to give a, a point of <laughs> reference to the actual time comparison. So from October 2020 all the way to April 2022, Rob has made his return and we are drafting. Rob, what are we drafting today? Action movie villains. A, a very intriguing and fun topic that we knew we were going to touch on all of two years ago. And uh, I think this one's going to be harder than the heroes. Don't you think, Rob? Um, think. One would think. Uh, honestly, uh, preparing for this mentally and earlier today, uh, it was surprisingly not as hard. And I, I started to get um, surprise Hoppings in my head as later as the day went on. So (laughs) fully prepared for this. So let's get the rules out of the way for this particular episode. Uh, Not allowed to draft what, Matt? Uh, Comic book, like characters, sci-fi, anything really mystical. Then that sort of any real powers, so to speak. Um, It's got to be kind of straightforward, straight shooting action movie villain, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So no Thanos, no Darth Vader, you know, a lot of crazy cool characters. So it does limit it in that regard, but these, you know, these, these guys are badasses. Are the iconic heroes that you guys drafted before, they're made because of the villains that they defeated. So that's, villains are just important as the uh, heroes. That's uh, Rob knows very well. Uh, coming from the world of wrestling, we know how important the villains are. So yeah, and, and, um, sometimes... More important, you can have a dull, you can have a decent mid-range, dull, subpar protagonist that is elevated by a really good antagonist. Yeah, correct. Uh, I think you see that in a lot of movies. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is going to test my knowledge because I'm all superheroes and, you know... Star Wars and stuff. <laughs> That's like I have my comfort zone. I have my comfort zone. Rob's like you know movie analytics and and stuff. And um, Rob's comfort zone is way bigger than mine when it comes to when it comes to this sort of thing. So I'm excited to see what he comes up with. I'm excited to hear what I come up with. This is uh, I'm I'm ready for the challenge. I am absolutely because the, the cool thing about this is it could change depending on who drafts who. So true, hundred percent. Well. I have nothing else to add, Matt. I think you're good. I think I'm ready. What's the draft order? Rob is going first. I'm middleman, and uh, you're the uh, bottom part of this man sandwich. Ooh, I get this. I get the snaky snake, though. That's right. That's true. Hmm. All right. Well, if I'm going first, uh, yeah. Are we ready to do this? Oh, do let's it. do this thing. All right. All right. My first for action movie villain, right off the bat, I have to go with a strong one. Hans Gruber played. Knew that was coming. Played, played by the the, the amazing. Um, can't think of his name at this time. Uh, Alan, Alan Rickman. Uh, his first movie role. Was it really? Uh, uh, he was a thespian artist pre- prior to that, uh, a stage artist. Oh. Uh, that was his first role. Um, and it's crazy that somebody would be so associated with a character and only have played him once. Yeah, that's crazy. That doesn't happen very often. We, we'll probably have a lot of one-offs today, or one like really popular one-offs, but it, it's very rare for that to happen. Yeah, I mean, start. I think I, I really like that's that's that was the first name that came to my head when I was thinking of this. So I'm glad I got to go first. Very good. And is it is it too obvious to say that it's even the last moments of him alive that are like burned in your like your brain for like what you think of him? You know, holding on. <laughs> with, with just terror in his eyes, so well acted, everything as far as his mannerisms and the body language of it all. Like he's such a was such a phenomenal actor. Rest in peace. 
Um, a guy that actually yeah. ap- can appear on this list m- uh, a few more times. Yes. Yeah, that's and that's true. And uh, yeah, the most iconic falling to your death, death shot ever. Like, oh, ever. for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the look in his eye, I mean, it's iconic. It's parodied. It's it, one thing that we like, to, you know, with, with any like entertainment property is how how often is it parodied? And that is always the go-to reference thing. Actually, I think there was a wrestler, there was a pro wrestler around here, around Western New York, like 10 years ago that used to call himself like Hans Gruber. And he, he like wore a mask. He did the German accent. The video's on YouTube. It's crazy. I'm not sure who was behind it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he, he brought such acting chops to the role. Cause like he, he, there was that, Part where he he starts putting on the English or the American accent, and he fools Willis like, and you're like, oh okay, like wow, yeah, he doesn't have a German accent there, like right from the start, his first movie, he's throwing chops like that, like, <laughs> and he's just cold, he's heartless, he 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 kills off Nakatomi, Yak, you know Nakatomi, and like. Uh, the douchebag cokehead uh, employee, like like it's <laughs> like, so yeah, Hans Gruber for sure. Perfect. Yeah, that's the best pick. Let's go. Uh, let's go back to back Hans here. This is far newer, going back two thousand and nine. Glorious Bastards, Hans Landa. What a great pick. The the introduction of him, one of my most favorite villain introductions ever. That entire scene, the the toying with the emotions of they're gonna get away with it, they're not gonna get away, away with it. Oh, he's he's you know he's bad, but maybe this time, maybe just this once, we'll see a Nazi look kindly on someone and let someone else, you know, let someone off. But uh, obviously, it doesn't happen. Obviously, it doesn't happen. And he goes on throughout the rest of the movie, just d- dominating in in ways that I didn't predict. Like he he's going up against Brad Pitt, and you know, as good as Brad Pitt's character, as good as 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 well as he acted, that character, you know, portrayed him. Hans Landa's just he literally was a real life Nazi brought to life. That's what it felt like. I was like, man, I hate this guy. I hate him with every fiber of my being, unlike any action hero movie villain I've ever seen. And he established that at the end of that first scene. Like, you yes. felt it, it, that was disregarding whatever he does for the rest of the runtime of the film, which is a lot more of the film. I mean, <laughs> I would really like to hear more, and I'm sure there's stuff out there of just. Like who did he have a certain person he kind of studied or whatever? Like what source material did he pull from to to get such a, a stuck up, snooty, better than all, but also vindictive piece of shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. what what I mean? Obviously, there's a lot of nuts to pick from. I was just he's phenomenal. The coolest thing about that um, actor, Christopher Waltz. Uh, he appears on comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on with Jerry Seinfeld. That episode. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, Jerry just thinks that he's a really cool person. That's why he want to talk to him. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my pick. All right, very good. And oh, and just, let me just add too. Talk about great actor Christoph Waltz. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, similar to what I said earlier. Uh, before his, uh, he was picked up for that movie, picked by Tarantino. He was actually a uh, soap opera star. So Very interesting. Got a late, got a late start, and has an Academy Award under his belt. So. Hmm. I did not know that. Okay. All right. So, man, I hope this fits. So many years ago, Rob and I had a discussion. He was preparing for. Um, you know, he was prepping for a show of his own and he was describing what action, you know, was to me. So I think these two, these two picks that I'm, I'm, I'm about to pick, I think they fit it, this draft a little differently, a little differently, but action is action. All right. 
I have two sports action movie villains. Okay. The first one, Ivan Drago. Yep. All right. Does that count? Is that cool? Absolutely. Right. It was yeah. on my list. Okay. Yes. It was it was on my list. <laughs> I was thinking about that one. I mean, there's there's a lot of iconic characters in the Rocky series, but I actually I don't even know if I can call him the most quotable either. But he was just so big and so strong. And you think about when that movie came out, it was USA, it was Russia, the Cold War. Um, if 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 you could change and I could change, we could all change the, the, the best speech of the, the 20th century uh happening in the middle of Russia. And you know, the, the, the Russian crowd turning on Ivan Drago and cheering for Rocky. Love it. I love the cheesiness of it. It's an amazing film. And uh, but Ivan Drago is such a bad dude, you know. I mean. What's more cold than you're in a boxing movie and you just go, if he dies, he dies, right? Right? In a that's truly what made movie. him evil. You that's know, what made him an antagonist, right there. That one line. Yeah. Is it from being just a sports competition to a just pure evil person? I I it's still like the coldness of it. And uh oh god, I'm forgetting the actor's name. How dare I? Um Dolph Lundgren. <sighs> Dolph Lundgren. That was like his first, like, I, I don't know if that was his break. That might've been his breakout role, but that was, was the first time people really noticed him and his career kind of blew up from there a little bit, but yeah, just the, the, he sold it. The big blonde hair, the, the muscle, you know, the giant muscles, the, the demeanor Ivan Drago is, is perfect. He killed the dude in a boxing, in a, in an exhibition boxing match, like only in a Rocky movie. Does that happen? Absolutely. They mocked it. I don't know if you guys seen this. ESB, they did a college humor, I think it was. They did a fake 30 for 30 on it. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's one of my favorite things ever. So that's my uh, 1.1. Or what? Yeah, 1.3. All right. 2.1. Going on the Snakey Snake. All right. One of my favorite uh, martial arts movies of all time. All right. Another great action movie, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to go Chong Lee from Bloodsport. Ooh. Wow. Another man who killed people. In a, I mean, I know it was, it's a, it's a martial arts tournament. Kumite, no. bro. It's a Kumite. He killed the dude. Wow. Yeah, I love that movie so much. Kumite. <laughs> who doesn't, you, you, who Kumite. doesn't love that movie? We used to when, when I was training uh, up in uh, up in Rochester, they used to talk about it and joke about it all the time. Uh, me and some of the other guys, uh, Rob included, we you know we chant Kumite as we're doing practice matches in a ring. But I, I mean, I, I grew up in wrestling. I high school wrestling. I loved tournaments. I love tournaments always. If there's a tournament about anything, all right, I will watch it. All right, I will I will be invested in it. I love bracket looking at brackets and stuff, and that movie is just incredible. And Chong Lee, you know, the defend, the returning defending champion, he, he breaks, you know, uh, Oh damn it. I forgot the guys, his friend, the American friend, um, man, I'm it's really slipping. John Claude Van Damme's name. In it? Oh, the other one, the other one, not Frank oh, Dukes. Yeah. 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 Christ. Not Frank Dukes, but, uh, oh, Ray. Be. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he the bra- yes. He breaks him, beats him up real good, knocks him out, puts him, gives him a concussion, and takes his 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 bandana thing and wraps it around. Like, oh my god, what a what an asshole! So, um, yeah, it, I, I gotta put Chong Lee. I love what he's blowing snot rockets. <laughs> <laughs> just let him fly. <laughs> and, and like he doesn't have any lines. He's uh, you know, it, it, Chong Lee is just like. You know, it's it's so awkward too. But it's you know, I I can't I, I don't even really remember because they're they're very like you next or something yeah. like that. And, and it was so simple. He didn't have. He was a man of few words. He didn't need words. Facials. To, right, facials, facials, actions. So, um, yeah, Chongli, that is my number two. Dang. Through, threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought that kind of a movie I would have been safe. Um waiting on so okay do i, do I, do I go go iconic or do i go personal again i i'll just stay personal uh, this is by far one of my favorite movies literally of all time 
Uh, it's also happens to be one of my favorite actors of all time. And one that I think kind of goes down as um, not maybe as beloved anymore as, as he probably should be. Uh, the actor is Wesley Snipes. The movie is Demolition Man. The uh-huh. villain is Simon Phoenix. Simon Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. It was on my it was on my list, but I wasn't sure if if that was too sci-fi or not. So I, I really think it's it's not because it's it is sci I guess it's technically dipping its toe in sci-fi, but it's an action movie just set in the future. You know what I mean? It's it's not crazy futuristic. I mean, the, yeah. the he's he's going and getting modern guns out of a museum and killing people, you know, with those things. So he's got some amazing lines. His his ad libbing in it is phenomenal. Just letting him improv lines was such a great choice. Um, one little racist, but it made me chuckle at the time, and it still does. When I don't know why, but it puts his villainous over the top in a cartoony kind of <laughs> embarrassing way in a, in a lot of ways. But uh, some Asian people walk by and he literally ad libbed <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what just happened? I'm sorry. <laughs> this dude is so bad. He's, he, he can't help himself from making racist, stereotypical sounds at, at human beings walking by. There's a lot of Wesley Snipes in that. Yeah. yeah. And, there, and, and I guarantee it almost went down like this, too. And, like, you know, while he, he didn't like, guys, just hear Wesley did. Yeah, just let him go. We'll, we'll f- worry about it later. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll fix it. We'll fix it later. Okay. And they just never go back and everyone's like, oh, crap, we left that in. (laughs) So, yeah, Simon Phoenix, actually like a phenomenal movie. It's on a uh, bad movie rankings, but um, for some, I I, I haven't checked Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm hoping it has a good score. Um, I think uh, it's an amazing movie, so whatever. (laughs) <laughs> that's all that matters honestly yeah. even with the uh apparent uh, racial undertones <laughs> all right my choice so wait i get two now yes sir yeah okay okay so my first choice right off the bat is from cliffhanger john lithgow who is was actually born in gates new york but he only lived here until he was like two years old but the character Eric Quaylen, who, I mean, there is something about John Lithgow as a uh, as a villain, and in this movie, so over the top, it's so great. He's cold hearted. He is uh, amazing at like it's one of the most underrated. Like he, this performance should be right up there with Hans Gruber, but it's never regarded as such because this movie is cliffhanger on a mountain. I mean, cliffhanger, I meant to say uh, Die Hard on a Mountain. All right. So, you know, it, 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 people look at it like a ripoff, but like it, truly great performance. I think if anybody goes back, like, like it, it's a solid, it's a solid villain in the, in the pantheon of action movies. Okay. Very um, good. My next choice. Oh, um, just give me a second so I could get the name. Don't know his name or the actor's name or the character's name. Well, the pick of Lifka right before this pick you're about to make is um, phenomenal. I have so you mentioned uh, Brian. Ah. Mentioned a. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's my dog Oreo ah. barking. <laughs> no, that's fine. We're totally oh, yeah. used to that. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. So Wesley Snipes movie Passenger. 57, which is Die Hard on a Plane. So maybe what this, he doesn't get enough credit, but maybe films really work based on the villains. Uh, His name is uh, the character of Charles Rain, played by the actor. uh, Hold on, I'll grab it. Oh, he should have used his real name. His real name's Bruce Payne. That's a a sick name. name. He should have used his real. At least they made a rhyme, but uh, yeah, he plays uh, Charles Rain, the, the the a true villain. Like he, like he grabs an uh, uh, like suburban old woman 
hostage at one point and and he's got a gun to her head and he just blasts her head off just to make a point like just cold-hearted killer and he's got he starts getting uh wrapped up with uh with the women uh uh he has um what's her name uh, berkeley or elizabeth berkeley i i believe as his uh i no not elizabeth berkeley she's from say by the boat hurley elizabeth hurley as his uh Oh, woman there like he that coat he's banging her but he, he's <laughs> the woman that that's with wesley snipes too like he's cold he's right cold. like so yeah that's that's my pick very good i like both those picks i like both those movies i i haven't watched cliffhanger in a long time does anyone know if it holds up uh i personally think it does okay. uh um a lot of it looks very uh like practical. You end up feeling like like still to this day, I feel like cold after it. You know how you get that feeling cold for like Sylvester Stallone, like man, wearing a tank top in the winter, like on a mountain, like so. I don't know. I think it holds up to this day. Well, then I need to go back. <laughs> I need to watch it again. I, I think that's one of those movies that I watch on TV too. You know, I, mean, I needed to watch the real version. Uh okay. That's horror. I don't know why it's on this list. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, John Doe from uh Seven. That's obviously a horror movie, right? Uh, I mean, I I always have a wide. I've said before I have a wider range of what I consider action, and it does include a lot of horror, but. You know, so I mean that's a pretty grounded movie too. Uh so I don't see why not. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go off the board here a little bit. Uh let's go with uh Alonzo Harris, played by Denzel Washington from the movie Training Day. Mm. A a very unique use of the word villain, I think, here. <laughs> Because this is an everyday villain. This is the everyday villain that is manipulating normal people. A rookie, not rookie, but a you know a, a new upcoming cop. You know, manipulating a neighborhood. You know, abusing his privileges. You know, that's that's a an everyday villain, and that stuff that happens right now. You know, what I mean, there are cops like that right now. So, yeah. you know, or a any very, other position of power. Right. A very uh, true. It's a very like unveiling of, of of police departments and what happens in corruption. Yeah. Uh, I think it takes it, that's such an interesting pick. And I'm actually really mad. I didn't think of it um, because he is not even though he's doing the wrong things in the beginning, you're, you, you still are not sure if he's like. He he takes there's a definitive turn at some point in the movie, so it, he's such a it's such a great villain, and I love when um, villains take turns. Like it, you see it in the runtime, like it's not something that happened prior; it happens before your eyes, yep. and that's kind of what happens with this. Like in the beginning, you're like, okay, this is kind of wrong, but what's wrong with smoking a little weed? And then he takes the hit of the weed, and it's it's PCP or whatever. So then you're like, okay, maybe this is not cool, but maybe it's some kind of wisdom he's bestowing. But then you get deeper and deeper. You're like, no, nah, this guy's just a piece of shit. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, he's he gets off on seeing other people go through crap. All right, I believe I am up. I am going to. Uh... So there's a lot of theories about my next pick uh, that maybe he's a hero in some people's eyes. If you really deep dive, may not so much a hero, but is he really the bad guy? Um, I really love this movie. It's from Mad Max Fury Road. I'm going to go a Morton Joe. <laughs> I think that's a solid pick right there. What it do? She controls all the water, the world's the, the the remaining water supply. He gives it to these people in small amounts and he cuts them off. You know, it, what a dick. <laughs> what a dick. Like, yeah. Like he's milking those water. old women and stuff. Right. He's you got the. Oh, it's the like watching. Completed a water and he is 
He's farming women for breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's got all these those the 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 like the sex slave women. He's knocking them up, knocking up, and, and he's just a. I, I think he's pretty dastardly. He looks cool. He's got the half face, the, the half face mask and stuff. He looks pretty neat. So uh, I'm going to go Morton Joe, man. If you control water and you limit people with it, I think I'd say you're a top tier villain. So, um, so Morton Joe, and then I'm going to go. Going to go. We're going to do one more Alan Rickman. All right. I don't know why I remember this movie so much, but I do. And his his role stands out. Uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood, Prince Ooh. of Thieves. Yeah, really dark take on uh, on the character. I, you know, I, I love the lore of Robin Hood. Um, but yeah, this was very, very dark and dastardly. And, uh, you know, it's just. His, his voice is just magical. I, I, I just I loved how just evil, you know, he came off. He did. He did a really good job uh, portraying he's my favorite sheriff uh, of Nottingham. He, he he's yes. so iconic in it and uh, just evil and ratchet and how he uh, tries to pretty much just kidnap, rape, Mar- made Marion. And it's 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 it, yeah, very dark take. But uh, my favorite Robin Hood movie definitely for sure oh it's so good there's been a lot of you know there's been a lot of portrayals of it and uh that one always comes back to i remember that we said the vhs sitting underneath my parents uh tv stand and i I mean i wasn't allowed to watch it for the longest time because i thought it was the robin hood men in tights for i always thought it was robin hood that came out around the same time but then i was finally allowed to watch it and stuff and i was like wow this is this is dark stuff and uh yeah so yeah Nice. Uh, at least he had he could pull off the English accent. Kevin Costner, uh, not so much. <laughs> not so much. He didn't even try. He, didn't I, he try. really did it. He really did it. I love that. Uh, Dave Chappelle playing Achoon. Oh, sorry, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic pick. Saw him on the list, and I was like, oh, that's right. He did play the sheriff of Nottingham. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> so good. Um, let's stick with kind of current. This was uh going back only 15 years ago. Uh, Anton Chigur, uh, played by Javier Bardem, and the movie is No Country for Old Men. Yes, what what an iconic performance by him! And just just the the aura, just every time he entered the scene, it just like like sucked the air out of the room. It was just like, like all of a sudden it's just every, every beat, every second of the scene that he's in involved in whoever he's conversing with, especially the gas station scene, you know, it just puts off such a horrible feeling without even doing a whole lot. Like, yeah, we do see him murder people. We do see some pretty horrible stuff for him, but a lot of it's just this, I don't know what it is. There's something just behind the eyes just like I don't I don't like this guy <laughs> makes me feel wrong but I loved yeah. it it was a phenomenal performance it was you know I it's not a movie that I've gone back to watch more than maybe twice but it, it's it's a character that I don't need to you know it's he's stuck in there right no yeah I, I couldn't agree more like that's a movie I need to go see back more right because like, I yeah you like you said it's like I've probably only seen it once myself so <laughs> Um. All right. Do I? I got two now. Now yeah. you got two. Yep. How many we do? How many rounds are we doing? I don't know. We're kind of clipping at a decent pace. Do we shoot for seven? We could do seven. We're about to do picks four and five for Rob. Yeah. Let's do seven. Let's do seven. That sound good, Rob. Sounds good to me. Uh. So my next pick is uh very interesting because I just so happen to be wearing a shirt right now. Oh, this person's like related to, um, uh, is I think so. This series itself has multiple villains, but I think this villain in particular is the best. And this franchise has a connection with one of our co hosts today, uh, believe it or not. Ryan, who do you know? <laughs> 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 my shirt. 
Is this uh, is this are we being on are we on video too? We are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can so the viewers can see my shirt? Well, I'd have to release it, but why not? We can do it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Cobra Kai, baby. If you're not watching, Cobra Kai is it's... the uh so my pick is actually uh Thomas Ian Griffith. Uh, who plays Terry Silver? Oh, double swerve! I thought I totally thought you were going crease. This is pon- no, ponytail, dude. Crease. Yeah, because and I think as the show, if I know it's not movies, but the the show is going on, and he came back on the show. Yeah, he was good. Like he was great. The last season really showed that like there's a whole lot of sympathy with crease and a lot of manipulation by. So I think uh, true villain, true. Uh, jerk is uh, yeah, Terry Silver for sure. Great choice, great pick. And he's a forgotten. I mean, until, I think until this this season of Cobra Kai, he's an often forgotten one. Everybody identify well, like Johnny Lawrence, but I, I, if you're following Cobra Kai, you really can't consider Johnny Lawrence the bad guy. I know it's movies. He's and the hero now. back in time. He's a great. Oh, he's doing such a good job. But you know, Crease is that initial one, and and you know Terry Silver. Yeah, he came back in a. Big, big way. I just binge watched it a couple weeks ago. I was I was a little late um, <laughs> getting to season four, but uh, yeah, it was so good, so good, great season. Uh, my next, I my next one is actually kind of a sleeper. Hit. Um, I just have to pull up his character name, but and this is like the only time this actor really is ever been the villain i think um but it's lethal weapon for jet lee mm. uh and i don't want to be a jerk and not represent his character wa sing ku so uh he was cold oh yeah and then his boss he was cold 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 and just the look in his eyes and he didn't have a lot of lines but he you just knew you didn't want to mess with him Gave it at the end. It's a fight between uh, Riggs and Murta versus him in a, like a handicap match, and he nearly takes both of them. Yep. Uh, he, I mean, I just and really like it's the only time you can really think of Jet Li being the the villain, and he just he it was his U.S. date uh, major debut. Um, so yeah, no Jet Li from Lethal Weapon Four, baby. Great choice. Yep. Yeah, when he kills Uncle Benny, I'm like, you bastard. Out of a gun. How dare you? Love Uncle Benny. Uncle Benny uh, laughing with the nitrogen and all that. Oh, great. You baby, but my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great scene. Such a great scene. My favorite lethal weapon. Mine too. Really? Yeah, I, I, go, I, I go four, two, one, three. Yeah. It, it doesn't get love. I don't do Chris Rock is such an, an amazing addition to that cast. He was, he was yeah. and Jet Li being the, the most gifted of all the you know villains that they had to take on. And they kept all the old characters. Oh, it was great. It was great. They keep making the phone smaller. So you lose them. You got to get another one. Oh, shit. I fucked up. I got to start again. Hey Riggs, who's the who's the perp? You see a black man in the back of a police car, and you automatically think I'm a perp. Look at the badge. Look at the gun. <laughs> the gun. Dude, I oh yeah. I go four, two, one, three. What's your order, man? Uh you put me on the spot. Rob. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> that's yeah. Literally my order, I think. Because yeah. two is superior, I think, to one. And four is my favorite, and three is definitely my favorite. So one is is so dark though, like it it it, it is. It, it the chemistry really was made in two, I right? Yeah, the bringing on more comedy made that series, but you know, the franchise worth you know something more than just a dark, sad cop story, which is what the first one really was. You know what I mean? Riggs yeah, is in a bad place. Once Pesci gets there, it's great. Oh, phenomenal. Uh, 
Damn, great pick. Uh, let's go to 2002, a uh, movie called Gangs of New York. Ooh. Bill the Butcher Cutting, played by the amazing Daniel Day-Lewis. Amazing. I love this movie. Amazing movie. Amazing performance. I've probably watched it at least five times. It definitely came out in a time where, like, just buying DVDs was like a thing. You know what I mean? I was right. just, and I was just like, I, and Matt, right now, uh, on the other side of this wall is uh, my storage for my basement, right? Right. I have like 272 DVDs over there just sitting. Why? I don't, they're there if I want to watch them, but I'll probably find it on a streaming app. You Dude, know those I mean? went away so quick. <laughs> those went away so quick. Uh, but Gangs in New York would be one that if uh, it was like a cassette, there would be a lot of wear lines on it from how often I watch it. It was a go to bed movie for me. Do you have what is? Do you have any action movies that are like that for you? Oh, oh, oh like a go to bed movie? Yeah, you throw it on when it just for like me are like movies I could watch like anytime. So like yeah, like uh, or brothers I could watch that anytime. It's great one, oh, great. It's a great pull. Like anytime. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, Bill the Butcher, iconic, just everything, uh, just his clothes. If you were just to throw help the outfit, you know, from the movie up on a mannequin, I would know immediately what it was. You know, what I mean, I don't even mm-hmm. need Dan, Dan Day Lewis, you know, the the glass eye, you know, the his mannerisms, everything. The, it was such a perfect character, and it made it really for me, it, it made the relationship that was between leo and you know daniel day lewis um daniel day lewis's character really <laughs> he really messed with you you know and if you were if you felt invested in all the movie if you enjoyed watching the movie you always kind of wanted like to turn the corner can you be the good guy actually be there for for leo you know yeah you messed up back in the day you know but flip it be be a because you're you're almost there, but then you're such a shithead. You know what I mean? Just I don't know. I I I, I you know me, man. I'm an anti-hero. I kind of find myself falling <laughs> for the for the guys that have flaws, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I know he was fun, I guess is what I was saying. He's not a good guy. He's just he's fun. I liked him. I enjoyed the way he messed with people. Yeah. All right. So I got two coming your way. And uh, I'm actually really, really excited about these two. All right. So I'm actually going to say this guy's name, and I want you guys, I hope one of you guys knows what movie he's from. All right. William Tavington. Do any of you guys remember this character's name? No? No. Okay. Colonel William Tavington, the main villain in The Patriot, my favorite Mel Gibson movie. Oh, I knew it. (laughs) I purposely left the Colonel part out. I love the Patriot. It is my favorite Mel Gibson movie. I know it's very hot. It's a spicy hot take. There's so many good ones, but I'm a big history guy. I love American history. The the American Revolution, one of my favorite time periods to kind of just analyze and look at. Yeah. And uh, he was such a dick. (laughs) He was such a dick. Like Primo, it didn't get any dickier than him. Um you know, they're either housing uh, Mel Gibson's characters, housing the, uh, you know, the, the injured, injured British and, and you know, American soldiers at, at, at their house on the porch. And he orders their death. He kills both his sons uh, to right. Yeah. Two of his sons, uh, Heath Ledger and the other one. And uh, yeah, it's uh, he's insane, just insanely good villain. And his ending is, you know, he literally. They both make it like Mel Gibson. Uh, Jesus Christ. What's his full name? Benjamin. Um, all right. Benjamin Martin. That's his name. Sorry. Uh, you know, that's his entire like purpose. Like, yeah, he wants to fight for America's freedom and stuff. Well, he, he didn't originally want it, but by the time everything's all said and done, he wanted to kill him. And that was it. And the way he went was beautiful. He stabbed the bayonet right through his throat and uh, and put him out. Patriot wonderful like i i it's so gory and good oh, man did I, did I miss the did you mention the part where he burns the church the tr- that's the right he burns the church inside yeah. his his, his church. yeah he he that Fletcher's is, wife 
He's One very of the good. Best villain actors. Yeah, uh, Jason Isaacs. Uh, he played Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter. He's yep. been in several other films. Always a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find some I've other. Seen the, I've seen the rare non from him, but yeah. He uh, and uh, though I am also a history buff too, especially American history. Love that movie. One of my favorite war films. I would put it in my top five war films of all time. It's Maybe. so underrated. People do not give it, enough it, credit. It is actually because it's inaccurate. <laughs> it, it's, it is inaccurate as heck. It is inaccurate as heck. It's large. There's a lot of inaccurate stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff written for Hollywood in there, um, including, I believe, the character we're talking about not even existing. So right. No, there's no doubt about it. I get it, but man, it's 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 a uh, it's it's beautiful, man. It's it's, it's a, a great. Movie. It's a piece of work. Uh, and my swing around character. All right. Um, warriors come out and play. Luther from the war. I know. <laughs> warriors come out and play. Luther from the Warriors. He's part of the Rogues uh, gang. I absolutely adore the Warriors uh, lore and stuff. I didn't actually see the movie first, so I played the game first. So the video game was one of Rockstar's finest, and it actually does a better job of you know giving you a backstory to not only all the, the main characters, but Luther. Uh, give him a little backstory. Just see he's just a shit stirrer, right? Back in the 70s, he's just, he just kind of antagonizes everything, right? And then, you know, I know the final fight was not great, but it's the chase. It's it's him killing Cyrus and then blame it. That's him. That's the warrior, <laughs> right? He shoots <laughs> he, he, he shoots him and blames it and gets the warriors like jumped by every single gang in New York City, um, you know, on their way back home to, to fight, you know, and it's it's literally he's the reason for the whole plot of the movie. It's a giant misunderstanding, but, you know, Luther is, I mean, that's devious. Don't come, don't bring any guns. Don't, you know, don't come packed. And he does it and he takes a shot. I, I don't believe that nobody like seen him do it. <laughs> like I don't, like somebody was standing next to him or in his vicinity and had to have seen him or heard the gunshot, like right behind him or right in front of them. But, uh, regardless, top end movie villain, very underrated, and uh, yeah, just evil is all heck. And again, the final fight wasn't great. He got the knife through the hand and got his, you know, beat up by uh, um, the Gramercy Riffs. That was their gang name. Yeah. Uh, Bill, Ray, or I almost said, almost said Billy Ray Cyrus. Cyrus's gang. Um, they, Billy Ray yeah. Cyrus's gang. <laughs> yes, Billy Ray My Cyrus's race. gang. <laughs> <laughs> so Luther, uh, that is my uh, next, my sixth pick. Pick, good movie. Very, it's so eighties that movie. It's it's so it came out seventy seven actually. Oh, seventy seventy seven. Very seventies. Yeah. I went. Very we 70s. actually, I got to go to Coney Island a couple years ago for the first first time going to New York City. We we stayed spent a day in Coney Island, brother. Oh my god, it was so cool walking around. Seeing little things here and there, right? I, I get to you get to walk on the Coney Island beach, and I'm just like, oh man, like this is like this is where they this is where they filmed it. This is where it happened. Yeah. And you can see little buildings, you know, it's obviously not built the way it was, uh, not even remotely close. It's changed a lot. Coney Island's gotten a lot, uh, it's cleaned up their image, I guess, a little bit in recent years. Uh, it looks great down there, but. You know, it's so cool seeing like the Wonder Wheel and all this stuff and all these, you know, all these locations, the, the the big roller coaster. And to know that that movie took place here, this movie that wasn't really well received back in the day. Um, they actually would not show it in certain theaters because of, you know, gang, but gangs would show up and start fights in theaters. It was so controversial. But, you know, Luther's the uh, Luther's the face of the bad guys. So. You said Cyrus in there. Cyrus is a good guy. And that- uh, I mean, it's we actually had this discussion on Retro Pop that there really aren't any good guys, but there's a protagonist and antagonist. If you're yeah. in a gang, you're really not a good guy. Usually hey, <laughs> it's, it's, survival. It depends. It it's, depends. It honestly depends. It honestly depends. But um, Cyrus was kind of he wanted to his thing. Do you ever see it? 
Right? I I know everything about it, so I feel like I must okay. have, but it's not anything I've Cyrus watched. wanted to unite the gang so they can go beat up cops and stuff. So it, it, it like just take over the city. It was like this big he wanted to unite the gang. Oh, little piece of turf. And he's talking about everybody fighting over turf. And he goes, I want you know, you wanted to unite all the gangs so they can just take over. They outnumbered the cops, uh, all all sorts of places they could run, they can essentially run New York City. Mm-hmm. And um and 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 Luther's like, nah. Boom. <laughs> well, in that movie, apparently Cyrus is a, uh, a protagonist. So let's take a Cyrus that's an antagonist from hands down, if not my number one action movie, number two at worst, Con Air. Give me oh. Cyrus the virus, Cyrus yeah. Grissom, played by John Malkovich. And He's so good in it. He is so fun. One of the best villain deaths ever. He has like, it's like a three stage, four stage death. (laughs) The the way this guy goes out. And uh, yeah, I think Malkovich needed to appear on this list. Uh, He, he pulls off being, being the, the villain very well. And the funniest thing that I know about this movie, uh, Malkovich would not do any press for this movie because as he said, uh, he didn't know what his character did. He did not know what his character was doing (laughs) and he did not know what his character uh, or the movie in general was about, (laughs) which is phenomenal that you could do that character as well as he did, you know? So uh, I'm staring at a few pictures of Malkovich from the movie, some stills, right? And this, the, the one where he's holding up the bunny rabbit has a gun next to it. And it's just like, you know, silly over the top villain stuff that I, I appreciate. <laughs> um, so this is your last two picks. This is my last one. Last, okay. last, last two. two. You, get, you get to make two picks. Oh, I get two picks? I get two. Oh, that's crazy. This okay. Is six and seven. Okay. With that being said. Okay. With that being said. My first pick, I actually just made this. I just made a, a an addition just right now. Like right now, as we were thinking, like something came to my head and I have to go with it. But uh, I'll save that for the next one. The first pick that I was ready for, uh, we did uh Ivan Drago gets a lot of uh, a lot of attention, but I think Clubber Lang doesn't get enough. <laughs> uh, my favorite Rocky movie. Uh, he's so bad. Like, like if it wasn't for Drago, he'd still be the baddest. Right. I mean, dude killed Mickey. Like he killed Mickey, and he didn't care about that. Yeah. I like, pity the fool. Yeah, yeah. So Mr. T is Clubber Lang for sure. Great choice. Um. And this just came to my head. All right. So I'm going to give an honorable shout out if that's all right. Absolutely. Because we mentioned four brothers earlier. So my boy, Victor Sweet, having the same last name as me, Mm -hmm. give it to him because he was he was pretty cold. He was willing to kill an old lady and he was willing to, like, make his workers eat off the floor of his restaurant. And he was just he was mean, but he didn't make the list. But because the sudden thought that I just had. From the John Woo classic Face-Off, played by two different actors, Caster Troy, played by both played by both Nicolas Cage and, um, whatchamacallit, John Travolta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both played him so well. Both played him so well. So a character that was played by two actors in the same movie if you didn't say Con Air, this wouldn't have came to my head. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, Nicolas Cage. Like, I'm a big Nick Cage fan. So once I started thinking Nicolas Cage, I'm like, Nicolas Cage's villain. Wait, Nicolas Cage's villain face off. That's a fantastic pick. Very good. Master Troy. Yes. He had his own guns. He had his own guns, his own dual set of guns. Yep. He was like threatening to like do foul things with it to women and he kills a boy. <laughs> he shoots John Archer's son. Yeah. 
He's just he, he he shot John Archer. John Archer? Sean Archer. Sean Archer. John Archer. Sean. Archer. I'm saying John. I'm like, it's not John. It's not John. <laughs> Sean Archer. Yeah. Uh the great thing about those two movies, Con Air and Face Off, is I learned that after shooting Con Air, uh literally he flew to the set of Face Off. Nicholas, yeah, Nicholas Cage went from one crazy to the next, and then we never got him back. That was it. After well, he, that, after face off, does now are so crazy and so good. I can't even like recommend. Uh, I I, can, I just recommend them all. Like, yeah. if anybody's seen any of them, some of them are horror movies, some of them are, are like action, some borderline on all that. But they're his films are so good. Mandy, one of my favorite films. Uh, love it. I can't follow that up because I was actually thinking about taking cancer. <laughs> well, with, with my first pick in the uh, heroes version of this draft that we already did, that we've mentioned several times, I took James Bond with my first pick. I think it's only fair that I take what I consider to be the best and coolest James Bond villain. Uh, Give me Jaws. Oh, Jaws. Wow. Yes. It's an image thing for him. He's kind of like a Frankenstein. You know what I mean? He's over the top monster man. And I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going Blofeld. There's a lot. There's a lot. But Jaws is the one that, like, image wise, sticks out to me more. That's Odd Job has got the great name, but. Weapon. Yeah. Well, it's and okay. pro wrestling past. Yeah, see? <laughs> so I think that's I think that's a good pick. Matt, you get to finish pick. this off. All right. There's a lot of potential ones that I could have had, but uh, I'm going to reach deep into a movie franchise that I hate more than anything. Um, what? You're going to. It's a good villain. Though. That you don't. All right. So I, I'm tired. I hate the franchise. I really do. But this villain really stands out and he's cool um because the actor is really cool i'm gonna uh select jason statham's deckard shaw from the fast and furious franchise he is from the moment you said you hate this franchise (laughs) your pick i I can't take it i I can't fucking take it anymore i don't know why but i knew it (laughs) i am so vocal about my hatred of the fast and furious because they (laughs) they should have stopped after eight whatever one uh What's his name? Uh, was it Paul Walker? The one where he dies? The one where he, yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I like eight. I like eight. No, they should have stopped after it. Like, let it go. Or which yeah. one was the one he, was it seven or eight that he, I don't seven. know. There's seven okay. he dies. That's right. Eight was what? Was it was eight with the one where he did the submarine thing. Yeah. Eight's got the Charlize Theron as the villain. She's a really good villain. She's still the villain. She's going to be the villain in the next one. Yeah. I haven't seen nine yet, but I really like Deckard Shaw's character. He's consistent and it's just, it's neat to see Jason Statham, you know, just, not good, what's it? Nine's, it's not good. Okay. not good. No, no, no. And I love these movies, but the, <laughs> I'm just going to see the rest of them out. Like <laughs> it's just the way it is. Yeah. You kind of have to, if you're that invested, um, once it Hobson Shaw was good, I did like Hobson Shaw and that I know he was Decker over the good side. It does. It it does in a way. Did you just say you like a rock movie? Okay. All right. Can I explain? Jesus Christ. He said, said, do you hear him, Rob? He enjoyed a movie where rock is the star. He just, yeah. The rock just takes over everything. And he's got a me, me, me. Anyways. um, (laughs) I I did. Like I said, it's Jason Statham being a bad guy, doing all his action stuff. Uh, which was top notch, pretty villainous, you know, going back and forth. With these guys, he's he's towed the line as a hero and villain. But I did like the moment where he saved uh, Vin Diesel's baby on that plane. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Um, but it, but he like he also blew up his house like earlier in that. <laughs> right. Did he like blow up his house, his, his, his sister's house or something? Hey, once you become family, you're family, <laughs> Ugh, family. <laughs> brother. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, Deckard Shaw. We'll finish up with Deckard Shaw. It, I would have liked Hobbs and Shaw more if it wasn't a Fast and Furious movie. Like, I don't think it needed the Fast and Furious label. I thought it would have been all right. Yeah. It just, it wasn't very Fast and Furious. I've only watched the first two. 
Oh. I did too at first. And then my brother got into race cars. And so he's like, oh, wow, Tokyo Drift. It's so good. Look at the cars. And that is, is just... your is your brother Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the car. <laughs> and it just took off from there. It, it it stopped becoming a street racing movie and, and more about let's go find trouble. And now they're flying cars, you know, they're they have flying cars with oh, with the space in the last one. Jesus Christ. Uh <laughs> so Deckard Shaw, that's my uh, that's our that's our uh Mr. Relevant. Well, obviously there's some ginormous um names left off and uh i have some props for them um <laughs> two sci-fi for the old predator prop yeah yeah well i mean i just just by the just by the rules of just straight action movie i know if we wanted to open it up i think uh it'd be an interesting conversation because we can add so many other things and yeah. so many characters that that one did I was fine with. Uh although I will argue that you know it, it takes place in modern time with modern guns for humans, so it's not too sci-fi. Uh <laughs> but it is an alien. So uh how about how about this guy here, the Terminator? Hmm? Oh my god. I did that used to have uh two other arm thing uh extensions for it. Yep. You're so smart. <laughs> that was my one of my favorite figures. Yep. I used the gun one on it that, that you could shoot the Shoot the out of. Yep. So the Terminator franchise not going drafted. I don't think it's based on. I think it's sci- it's sci fi. You time it's sci-fi? Oh my god, yeah, it's time travel. It's, 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 it's sci fi. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's sci fi action. I think I think movies can be many genres. Right. For sure. Yeah. Well, we're definitely gonna get killed for that. I guarantee you that. Terminator not getting drafted. People like I think we explain it well. Not once you start adding like robot technology and stuff. I mean, like I, I wanted Agent Smith, but the Matrix is a whole like very sci-fi. Yeah, I, I love the Agent Smith character, but yeah, it just uh, it didn't fit in the confines of this draft. I think if we if we yeah if we I think we should do one where it opens up maybe strictly sci like sci-fi oh, esque yeah. and 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 sci-fi do that fantasy, sci-fi yeah. fantasy. I think that would be uh, that would be a really good way to go. So, anyone else? I want to give an honorable mention to Show Nuff from. Uh, oh, that's a great mention. <laughs> I almost drafted him, the self proclaimed Shogun of Harlem, uh, yeah. the best terror of the business. Yeah. He's just a badass. What about uh, you took somebody out of the, the newest Mad Max? I did, yes. Yeah, but no one else is represented, which is. It's a Morton Joe, yeah, man. Turner could have got a mention, you know. Yeah. Who who's the guy from the first movie? He's got such a goofy name. What is it? Gigantor or something like yes, that? Yes, yes. <laughs> something stupid. <laughs> uh I'm fine with the a Mad Max series not getting drafted. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I, I need to watch the last one though. Fury oh, Road or whatever. Great. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. it's amazing. I spent money on that in a movie theater and I did not regret it. Yeah, I, did you go IMAX? Did we? I can't remember. No, always going. Big one at the gallery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's it. We're done drafting, uh, but we're not done podcasting. And with that being said, Matt, we have to plug. Oh Jesus! Uh, I'm not going to plug myself. I'm going to plug our wonderful network, uh, bicbp-radio.com which uh, is filled with many, many great shows. And we're getting many, many more in the coming months. I know we have two or three planned at the, uh, at our podcast studio and uh, a little surprise, our, our good friend, Rich Morano, who's the host of next to Ken, he's opening up. Uh, he doesn't want to announce it too much, but he, uh, he will be recruiting a lot of people very, very soon out of, uh, out of uh, his upcoming little uh, his little project, so we're gonna have a add a ton more shows. I'm anticipating at the minimum five to six new shows by the end of the year. Hopefully, many more than that. So, um, check it out. Yeah, always. Yep, including one of ours. Which yes, uh, Rob, we'll have to get you on one time. Absolutely, because uh, we're we're starting a Star Wars podcast. You gotta have it <laughs> once a month. Once a month. Yep. So we'll have to have like a little panel. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Then I will plug 
the two point conversation. Sure. And I will plug this show and my other show. Uh, these guys don't know shit, which is your go to podcast when you want to learn about something that you didn't know shit about before. <laughs> so you can learn a little something. And then, uh, Rob, why don't you plug uh, everything you got going on, dude? Because I'm horrible with the uh, the kayfabe. Is that right? Help me out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the insider terms. Yes. <laughs> Protect the business. So I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible with that stuff. So I, I kind of just say. Uh, what the folks got to know? Yeah. All right. No, that's easy. Uh, I'm Rob Sweet. I'm a professional wrestler. Uh, you can um, follow me on Twitter at Rob Just Too Sweet, the number two. Uh, you can follow me uh, at Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Rob Just Too Sweet. Or you, you can just friend request me, Rob Sweet. If you find me, I got a picture of uh, of, of me. It, I'm probably the only wrestler Rob Sweet in the world. So, yeah. Uh, and what else? Instagram, same thing. Rob Just Too Sweet. It's always the same tag. And everything and uh open road hellboys open road hellboys uh we uh me, a tag team with dewey murray um we have a uh page you can follow on facebook as well um and i have a youtube page uh rob just too sweet the number two um yeah I'll, i post a lot of matches there so uh yeah that's probably about all the outlets um you know and yeah it's awesome. You, you you got that down a lot better than I do. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been on a few podcasts. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to have you back on again. And uh, I can't wait to do this again in a couple of weeks where we're drafting action, something actiony. Is it the superheroes one? Superheroes. That's right. That's what I thought this one was. That's why I was super confused in the message chat <laughs> uh, going into this. So, yeah, superhero teams, right? Yep. Yep. So come back in two weeks and uh, find us here again, along with all the other great shows on that work. And uh, until next time, just uh, enjoy your beers. Mm-hmm.